Hi, my name is Duncan and we're the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London and Ben in LA. Matt, what was your football highlight of Game Week 13? Um, my football highlight, it's, sometimes it's always a bit of a, a low light, my football highlights, um, was not knowing the results until I watched Match of the Day in the evening and then finding out that my team, Man United, were on last <laughs> and therefore knowing that it probably didn't end very well for Man United and it was going to be very boring. Yeah, I mean, you probably, you're going to be sure that's going to be a draw, aren't you? Yeah. Because it's not going to be a Palace win because that would be first. It's not going to be a romping win for United. So, yeah, nil-nil. That's it. All, all I could really hope for coming into it was maybe a really boring 1-0 where that was the only highlight of the entire match. But no. But no, it was but... nil-nil. It was nothing. Uh, so, yeah. I, I like, we watch match of the day, but you can always predict how boring or interesting the games are going to be by the running order. Yeah, and, and when when we saw in the week that Sarko and Tompkins were going to play for Palace, it was a bit like, well, yeah, could, could end like that. Yeah, oh well. And uh, Man, you continue to blunder on um, with Mourinho, doing just well enough not to sack him. Looking like he was absolutely fuming in in his managerial seat by the side of the pitch. Unusual for him. <laughs> I've heard it's our worst start in 28 years. So officially worse than David Moyes and uh, Louis Van Gaal. Wow, he's actually topped those guys. Yeah, it's really impressive. Mm. impressive. <laughs> what was your football highlight of the week, Ben? Um, my football highlight was the Chelsea Spurs game. I thought it was a really good game of football. And... Uh, I think Matt predicted it well last week where he, he had the feeling that Spurs um, were going to win. I think my favourite part was David Louise just reverting to um, that game <laughs> that game uh, where Brazil played Germany and they lost 7-1 in the World Cup in 2014. He was, he was shockingly bad. Um, so for their first goal, no, for the Kane goal, he, he moved out of the way of the ball because it looked like he didn't want to block it. And then for the, the Son goal, which was really good, I don't know if you saw his attempted tackle. It was just <laughs> so woeful. So I was like, oh, David Luiz is back to being absolutely shocking. Um, so that was a highlight for me. Yeah, it was a great game. And Spurs looked so good on the front foot, kind of pressing high up the pitch and going after them in packs. And um, yeah, really impressive from Spurs. Yeah, it's the first time I yeah. think um, they got... Delhi and Ericsson back in the first team, so they looked a lot more like Spurs of old. And yeah, combining for the first goal straight away, Ericsson to Ali. Um, yeah, but some question marks over the Chelsea goalkeeper as well, Ariza Balaga. Um, I thought he could have done better with both goals, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't rate him. <laughs> He's yeah. seventy-five million. It seems it seems a lot. Yeah. Um, my football highlight of the week um, was in the Everton game. I was watching the highlights and it was uh, Andre Gomez. I just thought he he looked like um, he's slightly settled now and he's kind of up to speed. And I thought he looked really good, some really nice touches um, and a nice a kind of change to the Everton midfield. For so long, it's been kind of stodgy with Drissagana Gay and then someone next to him who's, you know, probably slightly more defensively minded. Um, but Gomez looked like he was really going for it. You know, 
linking up with the attack. And there was this one moment where he he kind of tricked someone, knocked the pool past them on the left flank inside the box, got to the byline, cut back a good cross, dangerous ball into the box. And then Theo Walcott um, tried to control it and it just bounced off his leg, went off for a goal kick. And my highlight was Andre Gomez's face was then on the camera in full screen, just looking like an Arsenal fan from, you know, <laughs> 10 years ago. Uh, just like looking up to the sky being like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Yeah, so that was my football hour of the week. Um, if only he'd passed over Charleston. If only he had. And Richarlison had looked so good for Brazil um, in the international break, a bullet header. And he had a similar chance. He had a, a headed chance, but just not the same kind of finish. And yeah, um, it didn't go so well, I don't think, for any of us game week-wise. But Matt, you're, you're top of the pile of of those of us on the pod, Andy's top of the pile for the pod in general. Um, should we have a look at, quickly at Andy's team first before we have a look at yours? Boo, hiss, no. <laughs> <laughs> so Andy came in so far uh, with 56 points. Um, he still has Yedlin to play in the big Burnley-Newcastle game. Um, yeah, he's kept faith with Trent Alexander-Arnold. He's been banging the drum for him quite a bit recently. Um, so finally returned well not finally he's, he's got a few returns before but a big big return of 14 he's got Sterling he's got Sigurdsson um, so really good week for him fortunately he captained Richarlison but um, yeah some seriously good returns for Andy yeah and, and Sterling was his uh, transfer this week so that was a good call yeah who did, do you know who he took out? he took out Bernardo Silva oh wow well, wow, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> yep. It worked out pretty well. Um, so, Matt, how did you get on? Um, so, I think I beat Ben because I captained Richarlison rather than Aguero, and so therefore <laughs> three points doubled rather than two points doubled. Um, and that sort of summarises just how mediocrely bad the week was. Um, I took a four-point hit to get Richarlison and Digne in. Um, to get rid of Mendy, who was injured, um, and to get rid of Barkley, who had been a mistake of a punt. Back. Um, and, I mean, Digne got in me a clean sheet, so the four-point hit sort of paid, paid off, um, because Mendy would have done nothing, and I benched it nothing. Um, but, of course, Richarlison was a really big disappointment, uh, captaining him, expecting big things. I almost captained Salah, and he'd have got me more points. He'd got eight points, um, doubled. But, uh, Salah and Robertson gave me some good points and Dinya got me the clean sheet and that was about it. Um, the rest of it was just ones and twos. Yeah, tough week, isn't it? For for teams that are quite template or possibly template from maybe five game weeks ago, um, a lot of low scores, I think. Yeah, a, pain, uh, a some... painful watching of match of the day without knowing the results when you see... Uh, Man City absolutely spank West Ham and yet you don't see anything from Aguero at all in the highlights reel. Um, but you see Sterling and Sane sort of filling their boots uh, and then the clean sheet when I don't have any Man City defenders as well. Uh, yeah, it was it was painful watching. Yeah, I think I saw one flash of white hair in one of the highlights in the Man City game of Aguero. But yeah, he wasn't involved as, very much at all. Um, ben, how did you get on this week? Uh, yeah, so I got 37 points, 
and like Matt, truly depressing times. <laughs> so uh, I got a Robertson clean sheet, I got a Laporte clean sheet, and the Salah goal, and that was pretty much it. Um, so I, I watched the the City West Ham game, and um, yeah, it was it's true. Aguero didn't didn't do anything. Um, so in retrospect, he was my captain, and I think we all predicted Man City would thrash West Ham. So in retrospect, it was probably a good decision, but watching the game, um, it was clear that it was going to be a mistake. Um, so my rank, I think my rank has gone down to around 8,000 now. So um, I, went, I dropped from around 3,000 to 8,000. So not been a great week. Um, the other thing that happened was, you know, Azard got a bit of a knock at the end of the game. So have to monitor his fitness and Arnautovic also couldn't play the last 10 minutes of the City game. Um, West, Ham, West Ham had made all their subs, so he tried for a bit and then he just he just basically walked off the pitch. So he's yellow flagged right now. So some potential injury headaches potentially coming up as well. So it definitely feels like the template is somewhat broken, I would say. And also you've got those two Bournemouth players with Man City away coming up as well. Kind of part of that old template, but surely now after two not very good results, time to move on with them as well. Yeah, I tried to cover it this week by playing Bennett against, which I thought I thought Wolves would would get a clean sheet. I think a lot of us did. So I thought I didn't feel bad about doubling up on Wolves, but no, they they lost to Huddersfield at home. So that's that's pretty disappointing. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, my sympathy for you this week, Ben, is kind of tainted by the fact that I've done even worse. Um, but I think a lot of it is my own doing, really. I finished the game week with 31 points, but I took a four-point hit. So I've ended on 27, which is a shocking game week one. Um, and you say you dropped to 8,000. I've dropped out of the top 20,000 now, which is a huge jump. Um and yeah, it all went wrong, I think, in not captaining Salah, but also potentially not getting in um, Laporte. I brought in Doherty for Mendy um, because I wanted to fund a move for Richarlison in midfield. Um, so yeah, neither of those came off and Man City defence got a clean sheet. And I think that was a big difference. Um, Captain Aguero, like you said, probably the right decision, but just wasn't involved in the goals. And I think looking at things, the kind of assessment I made beforehand is that Salah is more consistent um, home and away. And you might get some returns from him, but I thought looking at the results for West Ham against Man City over the last few seasons, that Man City would get the goals and they did. He just wasn't involved. Um, Yeah. Not a great week and so annoying to fall so far. Um, and now, like you said, some problems with an Altovich and, and Bournemouth players to move on and stuff like that. I think I just, I knew that I shouldn't have taken a hit because I could have brought in Doherty and um, played uh, Bennett instead of bringing in Richarlison. Um, okay, it would have got me only, it would have got me two less points, but I just don't think it was necessary to go for Richarlison. I think I was just like a kid in a sweet shop and just wanted to because of the price rise on Thursday night. 
and because everyone else was potentially captaining him as well. So, yeah, bad week all in all. Um, with that in mind, should we have a look ahead to game week 14 and forget about game week 13? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. Matt, what do you reckon to Cardiff Wolves? Um, so... Cardiff has usually been the team over the past few weeks where everyone says, oh, they're going to be the whipping boys. Um, they're the team to look out for if you've got your players facing them because you, you put them in the team. But last week, up a bit and got a couple of results that seemed very difficult to beat um, against Everton away. And now they're at home to Wolves, who've just had a disappointing loss to Huddersfield. So um, I wouldn't... I mean, Wolves are still, I think, the better team. Uh, but they'd have faced each other in the championship last year. So I suspect they probably know each other quite well. Um, so I, I predict probably like a, a scoring draw, like one all, because um, that also would have the effect of mean that Doherty doesn't get a clean sheet um, again, which would be frustrating. Yeah, and Wolves' form recently has been really poor. Um, lost 2-0 um, against Watford, lost against Brighton, lost against Tottenham, drew with Arsenal and lost against Huddersfield. So, yeah. Are we seeing, do you think, a, a change? You know, they had a good start to the season, but maybe reverting to the mean slightly more? Or do you think this is just a bit of a blip? Um, probably. I mean, hedge, hedge myself a bit. Uh, probably a bit of both. I think they maybe people are thinking they were better than they, they really were. But I still think they're a good side. I think they'll be a top half of this table side. Um, they just had a, a bad run of fixtures and they need to try and turn it around. Um, but I wouldn't have said it previously, but Cardiff away is maybe not the easiest fixture to turn that one around because um, they're currently sort of uh, getting some gritty results, either narrowly losing or at least, um, yeah, maybe get, you know, they, they won, they beat, uh, what was it, Brighton the week before at home. Um, and they're not very good, but they work really hard and make it difficult. So, Patterson and Camarasa sort of viable fantasy options that they're scoring goals at least so you never know they could always pick up a goal here and there Do you think people should be playing their their Wolves effort if they have Jimenez and if they have Doherty and Bennett and people like that? Um, well on the back of their performance just now I'd probably say no but um, that was it, it's difficult to say if that was just a freak one-off where they just didn't turn up to the races uh, because their duo was away at Arsenal the week before, which isn't a bad result on paper. So Close to winning that. Yeah, as well. so I'd say that, um, yes, I'd still play your Wolves assets for, for one more game week, just because it felt a bit like a bit of a one-off. OK, yeah, fair enough. Um, ben, what do you reckon to Crystal Palace Burnley? So... Still haven't seen Burnley play at the time of potting, so hard to assess how they'll get on against Newcastle. But um, I think Palace look a, a lot more defensively solid now that they have um, Tompkins and Sarko back. Against, although it was against United, whose attack is really shitty. <laughs> um, so I, I think without having seen Burnley, I think this may be a draw... Um, or maybe a score draw, nil nil, one one, something like that. Um, I I will be playing Aaron Wan Bissaka this week, I think, um, because Palace have managed to keep a clean sheet for for the first time in a while, and 
at home to Burnley, this seems like a a pretty good clean sheet shout as well. So yeah, maybe a a score draw or nil nil would be good. And before um before Palace's fixtures turn back back when Wambasaka was useful, he got back to back um three points for bonus. Um Newcastle at home and Huddersfield away, and that's kind of a similar game to this Burnley game, isn't it? Yeah. Um it and also I think uh, Zaha and who was it? Andros Townsend looked threatening as well, so um yeah, maybe this will be the time where Palace turn it around after getting a a good draw at Old Trafford. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try and play Wan-Bissaka because I think um, he's such a good option and so cheap and affordable as well. Um, next up is Huddersfield-Brighton. That's one for me. I think this one's quite a quite an even game now. Huddersfield back on form, um, if you can call it kind of form. Um and playing at home against Brighton, who are, of course, terrible away from home. Um, yeah, I think Huddersfield are showing some form and their kind of key players like Moy chipping in with two goals, Pritchard getting goals recently. Um, yeah, I don't think there are options for people to bring in, but I just think... Um, they're they're starting to show some form, so I think playing Brighton defenders might be a bit of a mistake in this one. If you have other options, what do you guys think? What do you think, Matt? Um, yeah, I mean I, that sounds about right. To be honest, I think Huddersfield are probably favourites to to win this one now um, because Brighton are, as you say, really bad away from home. Um, but I think I mean that they're quite evenly evenly sort of matched so I wouldn't be surprised for a scoreless draw because both sides are so desperate to pick up points and not concede yeah maybe a similar kind of game to the Brighton Leicester one kind of cancelling each other out yeah the, that, that never was another frustrating watch and match of the day if you don't know the result because I, was, I had Ben Ryan in goal um, was, was it Matt, 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 Ryan, sorry. Matt Ryan in goal and uh, he just yeah I could just see that probably wasn't going to come off, and then it was a penalty that was given that could, in theory, not have been given, but it was idiotic. Uh, they really had a clean sheet in the bag there, I thought, uh, because they're playing against ten men, uh, but they, they couldn't make it last. And that that sort of Brighton all over, not, not quite good enough to keep a clean sheet, not quite good enough to to get a win. Yeah, I also yeah. want to give a shout out to Phil Billing, who <laughs> today cleared a ball off the line from. Uh... The wolf striker, what's his name? Raul Jimenez, who a lot of people have. Uh, so he saved me some points there. I think Phil Bills, who yeah. sadly, who sadly I got rid of, but still helping me out. <laughs> I'm loving, I'm loving agent, watching agent Phil. Phil. Phil Billing likes to take a shot from about 35 yards out every now and then, and it always comes quite close. And one of them is going to go in one day, and you're going to regret the day you got rid of him, Ben. I, I, but I never played. So <laughs> it would just be on my bench. Yeah, it's. I think it's better. It's better this way. Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> it more. Um, Matt, you alluded to it before. Um, with Brighton Leicester, what do you reckon to Leicester Watford? Um, so Leicester have been doing okay results wise, but just looking back on their past fixtures, and it's been a while since they scored more than one goal in a game. 
Um, and Watford is sort of in middling type form, which probably reflects the fact the middling club. Um, so I think it's, I, I don't know which way this one's going to go, actually. Um, I think it'd be quite difficult to predict. I think the first goal might be the one that decides it because I don't think both sides are very good at chasing a game. Um, he says with Leicester having just chased a game of 10 men. Um, so I think odds on score draw, um, worth playing assets in this one for both sides because uh, there's definitely the chance for goals. And, and is yeah, I think looking at this one, I think it's quite difficult to predict. It's quite a weird one that um, Claude Puel dropped Jamie Vardy um, who came on and scored the penalty. But, you know, after an international break, which Vardy hasn't been involved with, um, you kind of expect maybe any kind of knocks would have been treated and he'd had time to recover, but it didn't start. It was a bit of a strange one when you're, you know, yeah, struggling to score goals. Yeah, I mean, they've had a lot of sympathy, obviously, their, their owner and the, the helicopter crash um, recently. But uh, before that, uh, Claude Poirot was in, a, I think, a bit of trouble. Um, I don't think the fans are particularly impressed of his, uh, his reign at the club so far. Um, and the identity that he's trying to give their team. So it'd be interesting if they pick, go on a bit of a bad run, I think he, he could be for the sack, but he's probably got an extended run now since since the club's gone through a bit of a crisis. And um, Isaac's success as well didn't start for Watford um, for the first time in a little while. That's kind of brought to the end his reign of one, two, three, five starts in a row. So Yeah. Are you considering maybe moving him on with a busy Christmas period coming up? Well, I've got Isaac's success and a bit like Ben, like the idea was to never play him, just striker. And then he started playing and then he scored. And so I was really my team. So I think it's almost better he's not playing again because I didn't like it when I was tempted to put him in the team because it never came off. Um, so it's a good point with the Christmas run coming, but I think I could probably wait a few weeks with him just... Uh, been my essentially my piggy bank uh, to to fund the rest of my team. Fair enough. Yeah. And um, Ben, you've got a nice easy one, or it looks easy anyway. Man City Bournemouth. Uh yeah, Man City, I think another thrashing, I think, for Bournemouth. Um maybe something like a four one. I, I watched the game and West Ham actually did create a number of chances and, and probably should have scored. Um, so City not, I think City may concede against Bournemouth. Um, I saw Brooks today got an assist against Arsenal, still at a good price of, I think, 5.1. Um, so Bournemouth may get a goal here, but I think City will will score three or four. So the only thing I'm, I'm really monitoring is <clears throat> I, uh, the Champions League game. See who Pep uh, puts out. Um, see who plays 90 minutes because um, I think they're, they're pretty much qualified for the Champions League so it will be interesting to see who he plays um, I'm hoping he plays Raheem Sterling for 90 minutes so there's a chance of him getting rested against um, against Bournemouth because the other thing to think about is game week 15 is midweek I think next week that's right um, so they have games on Tuesday, so he may Pep may rotate quite a bit in this game as well. Is another thing to consider if if they have a game on Saturday and then Tuesday. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing to bear in mind. I think is the rotation aspect. Um, 
I think I may stick with Aguero because he seems to perform better at home. So, um, but yeah, I definitely see a, a City win here. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? With Sterling in such good form, you'd think that a home tie against Bournemouth would be, you know, the right time to bring him in. But we've seen that before when he's on form. People have brought him in before a home game and he hasn't started. So, yeah, watching the Champions League is a great shout. Um, anywhere else you'd look to in City? Or do you think just sticking to Aguero? I think David Silva's um, a good shout. Like, I was looking, I was looking at him earlier. And he seems. He's, I think he scored. Yeah, he scored in four of the last five. No, three of the last four. Um, he, he seems to have started every game apart from one or two. It's just that his price is kind of that annoying price, that annoying middling price, like eight point six. Um, so he's not like super cheap. Um, but yeah, I think David Silva's an interesting one too. If you can fit him in. Maybe he could kind of fuel a Harry Kane move for game week 15 with um, Hazard not showing great form recently in this game week and, you know, downgrading Hazard, getting the money for Kane potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Next up, we've got Newcastle West Ham. That's one for me. Um, Like Ben said, it's kind of tricky having not seen the Newcastle game yet. That's going to be tomorrow night. Um, but we have seen West Ham, and like Ben said, they did create chances against Man City, which um, isn't that easy to do when City are in such good form. Um, Arnautovic, a slightly yellow flag, which is a bit of a worry, so we've definitely got to watch the injury news on that. Um, apart from that, I thought, yeah, Antonio looked quite bright, um, but in the way that he, he has done for a, a couple of seasons now, a lot of industry, but not a huge so I don't think that's any, anywhere else I'd be looking at in West Ham I think maybe Felipe Anderson I think a lot of people went for him and it paid off for them a couple of game weeks ago but I don't know if he's going to be the most consistent player this season and with West Ham's injury problems for Yarmolenko I, I don't know if they're going to blow hot and cold slightly this is a way to a Newcastle team that know how to defend um, and slightly kill a game so yeah, I'm going to be playing on Altovich if he's fit, um, or even if he's not, um, I think I'll play him and then get subs in off the bench because I'm going to have Bournemouth players that I don't really want to be playing away to Man City. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I, if I have Newcastle defenders, I know a lot of people have Yedlin. I don't think I'd be playing them because I think West Ham do have quite a lot of talent up front um, Hernandez got some minutes Andy Carroll is back in the frame against his old club potentially as a sub um, yeah so I don't think I'll be playing my Newcastle defenders for this one but yeah West Ham attackers if you have them I will say Felipe Anderson's corners are really good <laughs> uh, he, his delivery is, is like really good from what I saw yesterday Um yeah. It's just that I don't know if they have Newcastle can defend set pieces pretty well. I think. Yeah, they're kind of set up for that, aren't they? Yeah. Um, Matt, what do you reckon to Southampton Man United? Um, well, I'd ordinarily say, ordinarily say, Man U, being the Man U fan, would would win this comfortably against uh, sort of towards the bottom of the table, Southampton. But that nil nil draw against Crystal Palace shows that you just don't just don't know if we can score a goal um most weeks or or defend competently. Um 
So I'm going to sort of heart versus the head, and I'm going to go with the, the heart and say, man, you should win this uh, and will win this uh, by a, probably a 2 1. Um, I'm basically, and you play well, but more on the fact that whatever Mark Hughes does and whatever the stats say, he just ends the game having lost it somehow. Um, uh, so that the expected goals, more shots, more possession. Uh, they beat Fulham at every single category, apparently, uh, except for the one about actually scoring goals. Um, so I can see that, I mean, Man you sort of edge a game, should have won comfortably. Um, but given the form of both sides, I wouldn't say in fantasy terms, it's not one where you'd say, oh, I'll def- desperately get some assets in for this one. Yeah, although Marshall did have quite a few chances in the Palace game, um, he got in the end of quite a few things, and he looked like Man United, United's biggest threat. I thought. Yeah, I mean it's, it's true, but then having having just blanked and everyone knowing that Mourinho doesn't really like Martial, it's like the perfect excuse for him to start dropping him or fading him out again, even though. And with Lukaku back and looking fairly sharp as well, that's kind of less places for Marshall to pick up. Yeah, it sort of shifts the positions that we... In the... um, I, don't, I think Manu assets are such gambles right now because you're just not sure which one we're building. Going to prolong run a form. Martial has definitely tested that, and so he's, he's tempting, but um, I, I'm not picking him just yet. Yeah, fair enough. Got a little bit of time just to see how he goes. Um, what about Chelsea Fulham, Ben? Ranieri back back at Chelsea. Yeah, so new manager bounce, um, Fulham beating Southampton. From what I saw in the highlights, they looked pretty good, especially Mitrovic trolling us all for getting rid of him, scoring a brace, like a really well-taken brace. Was he your, um, was he your gut punt? He was my gut punt. Um, so that came off. I think our other gut punts did not come off. <laughs> um, per usual, uh, Chelsea looked pretty bad against uh, Spurs uh, defensively, and I think teams have figured out. I think Everton did this too, where they just basically stick a man on Jorginho, and then everything breaks down for Chelsea. But I, I do back. I do back Chelsea to to win this game. Um, for me, eagerly awaiting um, Azard injury news. I think he said he was fine, but he did not look okay at the end of that end of the Spurs game. I, I think their big problem is like Morata is just really terrible. He's always offside, so I'm hoping they. And I, I read a stat where Hazard scores most of his points playing with Giroud, not Morata. So hopefully they bring Giroud back at some point, but I, I do think Chelsea will win this. I can see Fulham scoring, though, so, you know, Schürrle, Sessegnon, Mitrovic um, could probably still get points here, um, but I think Chelsea at home should win this um, and bounce back from their Spurs game is what I'm hoping. I was really kind of worrying how how Tottenham putting a man, I think they put Deli Ali on Jorginho, really just nullified Chelsea's rhythm completely. And they just seemed like a completely different team with yeah. the game. Also, Conte, too, doesn't look like he knows how to play that right mid, right central midfield role. 
<laughs> like whenever he gets into the final third, he's like, "Oh shit, what do I do?" <laughs> yeah, it was highlighted in the match of the day. It was just such a waste of a great defensive midfielder. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you reckon, Matt? Do you kind of agree Chelsea to edge this one, but Fulham to score? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the interesting one is uh, are people thinking of selling Hazard now? Yeah, I think I, I certainly am with, with players like Sterling around. Um, it's definitely something I'm looking at. I've got money in the bank to make that switch quite easily. I think Sterling just looks like a no-brainer this season. Mm. Like, uh, let's just have a quick look at his returns over the last few game weeks. 16, 2, 21, 6. Um, just some really, really big hauls. Um, yeah, so that's the. I mean, that's also the move that I've been tempted by um, at the moment um, and mulling over, like the the Hazard to Sterling move. But you'd think ordinarily Chelsea at home to Fulham, and Fulham's defence has been so appalling that you'd, you'd give Hazard another game. But it's, uh, I'm interested to see what others think about that. Well, I think I think it's like Ben said. It's with the Champions League in mind. If if Sterling plays ninety minutes, because they are away to Leon, and he does like Sterling in away games then you've got to think maybe Myers will come in. Um, it's it's hard to predict, but I think with a West London derby, Fulham at home, defensively still not being great, still conceding two goals, um, I think it would, would possibly be a, a little bit of a bad timing to, to get rid of Hazard now. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a gamble, but it's... Uh... I think it might be his like his, his, his last test before uh, there's a big exodus and hazard if he doesn't be blanks in this one. I also think there, for for template players like us, there are bigger issues for this game week to solve, like Bournemouth and um, a possible injury worries elsewhere. Yeah, true. It's just that the, the Sterling bandwagon at the moment, isn't it? Um, trying to find the funds for him. Yeah, and Hazard is the perfect kind of mate weight. Mm. Um, next up, I think we've got a great game in this one. Arsenal Spurs. Um, Spurs looking back on some really, really good form, pressing Chelsea really high up the pitch. Arsenal getting another good win to add to their unbeaten record. Um, and I think based on the performance in the Arsenal Liverpool game fairly recently, I would expect a similar kind of style of play from Arsenal. Um, looking really up for the game, pressing a lot, um, similar to Spurs playing against uh, Chelsea this week. So I think this could be a really great game. I think it could be maybe back to the games of old between Arsenal and Spurs a few years ago, you know, high-scoring draws um, or high-scoring wins. Um, So I think this would be one for your attacking players, not for your defensive players. Bit of an interesting one this week with Klasenac getting two assists, um, he was kind of touted when he first arrived as a really good attacking asset. And with Lacazette's injury, Emery switched to three at the back and then wing backs. And when Klasenac plays as a wing back, he is really effective. Um, and we we don't see a huge amount of wing backs anymore this season. You know, Wolves are kind of slightly unique in that regard. So if Lacazette remains out and Arsenal keep playing a back three with Klasenac there, he's he's a pretty good option. He's so cheap too, 4.9. 4.9, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of competition like Doherty, Digne um, and him. But yeah, definitely one to keep an eye on, I think. And with Arsenal's, the swing in Arsenal's fixtures, 
Um, they've got a good run coming up and Spurs as well. This is another game to keep an eye on both of those teams and, and assets within those teams. Another one that caught my eye was Son um, against Chelsea. You mentioned his goal, Ben. Um, he looked like he, he's been slightly finding his form back um, in the team. And now that it's it seems to be a bit more of a settled standard Spurs first team with Ericsson and Ali, his position is a bit more set and Moira didn't Moira didn't play the last game. So yeah, I mean he's a lot cheaper and with Spurs' run coming up, he likes to score goals and when he gets in form he tends to to bang them in in a kind of run. So definitely a good option there. Um what do you guys think to this this game? Any interesting assets you might go for? I think it's it's a it's another one where I think last week we were saying um Spurs have two difficult fixtures, but then a very good run of form uh, to come. And therefore, we can maybe use these as the good scouting opportunities to work out what their their team going forward is going to be and uh, which ones to go for. I think Son's a really good pick. Um, it looks like Lamella isn't going to be first team, so he's going to be back in rotation. So that's sort of one of those bargains that we're looking looking at that might not come off. But, but Ericsson and Ali really returning to form um, means that they... Decent heavy hitter options going forward. I suppose out of the Champions League, or can they still make it? Let me see. <laughs> because I think if they get knocked out, that would be better for FPL. I think they're st- still uh, in it, but it's difficult. They're still in it, yeah. So yeah, they're still in it. Oh, but I doubt they. I doubt they. I doubt they qualify. They're they're on four points. Barca's on ten. Inter Milan's on seven. So they're playing Inter Milan this this round coming up, aren't they? Yeah, they're playing Inter, so they'll probably give it one last try, one last go, right, with their their best team against Inter, and then we'll see what happens. Mm. The only thing with like Son, Lamella, Mora is like I bet you he they still rotate if they're still in Champions League. Um, probably Kane is the safest, but most expensive, and he I'm loves kind of, scoring against Arsenal. Yeah. I I mean, like Matt said, I'm just using this to scout. Like, okay, is he going to play Ericsson, Ali, Son, Kane all the time in the Premier League? Um, Because I think those to me are like the safest and um, would 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 be really good as Spurs fixtures swing after this Arsenal game. Are you guys thinking about a Kane plan? Um, for you know, game week fifteen onwards and through Christmas, are you, are you thinking you might get rid of Aguero or you might try and put Kane up top next to him? I'm thinking Aguero to Kane and either Salah Hazard to Sterling for the Man City cover, but I, I don't know when I'm going to do it. Probably not this week, um, but it's definitely something I'm looking at. Kane Kane looked really good against Chelsea. He had a ton of shots. He's on pen. He's on pens, and they they haven't had penalty for a while. Um, he looks like he's turning around his form. I think Ericsson basically helps that because like Ericsson just supplies supplies everything. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely trying to budget to make that move. It may be short term though, because like I was just so pissed off with Aguero this week that I was like, oh, I'm going to dump him for Kane eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the thing with Kane that gets me is he doesn't get those double figures at the moment. Um, 
which you sort of need at that price tag. Um, it's the same with Salah, to be honest. He hasn't quite scored enough to justify his price tag so far this season. But um, as soon as I think he gets a brace or a hat-trick, I think I'll be jumping on on, on the Kane, yeah. Kane Christmas bandwagon. Kane for Christmas. Yeah, get involved. Um, Matt, what do you <coughs> reckon Liverpool-Everton, the Merseyside derby? Um, so the Merseyside derby uh, is usually like a really sort of a scrappy affair, both sides like putting in fierce tackles. Uh, I think there's often like a red card or, 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 or some uh, rash of bookings going on. Uh, so if there's a red card for one side, then that could dictate who wins the game. But it, I think it usually ends in either a Liverpool win draw um, and Everton looked pretty good this season so going to Anfield I think they sent a chance um, of maybe picking up maybe picking up a draw I don't think a win uh, but Liverpool do look like, like less exciting this year with like uh, massive thrashings that they're handing out but just sort of efficiently disposing the opposition each week so I'm predicting a Liverpool uh, now a Liverpool win, uh, but not a high-scoring game. Yeah, I think that seems fair. I think Everton's defence has looked a lot better recently and they're getting the, the clean sheets. So I think that would be a good shout, a tight game. What do you reckon, Ben? Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Maybe like a 1-0, 2-1. Liverpool also have... Champions League as well so we'll have to monitor that and they still have work to do as well so yeah I think Everton Everton will be up for it they'll probably play really well and lose <laughs> classic Everton it's a really big game for Liverpool as well away to PSG and the game and their group is so close you know Napoli and Liverpool in six points Paris on five and Red Star on four so really really tight and all to play for so Maybe they do spend all their energy and Everton can kind of, yeah, get a draw or even get a win. So I think playing playing Richarlison and playing Sigurdsson and things like that would, would probably be wise, but maybe not Everton defenders like Dinia. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to score too many against Liverpool. Um, no. I think that's fair. Um what about whipping boys and gut punts? Ben, whipping boys, who are you going to go for? I will do what I always do and pick the team that's playing Man City. <laughs> so I choose Bournemouth as my whipping boy. My gut punt is someone who I really want in my team, but I, can't, I don't have the, the, the luxury of doing this transfer, is um, Callum Patterson of Cardiff. I think Cardiff um, play pretty well this week, but were unlucky. Wolves uh, not really with it. Cardiff at home, so yeah, my gut punt is Patterson. And you're on a roll as well. You've got the the highest return for a gut punt this season with two goals for Mitrovic. Yeah, we should keep track to see who has the most gut oh. punts. Oh no, I don't think we need to do that. <laughs> Does Pritchard count two weeks after my gut punt? It definitely does not count. Anything is minus points. Um, what about you for whipping boys, Matt? Um, so Ben has sort of sneakily chosen, uh, stolen both my uh, whipping boy and the team that I was choosing my gut punt for. Uh, so I'll go for Chelsea Fulham instead. Um, 
Oh, no, you can, it's it's a good thing if we all pick the same whipping point. Oh, point. okay. In which case, <laughs> a different one. Oh, right. In which case, yeah, I think Man City is a is, is a good good rule of thumb that they just thrash whoever they face. Okay, yeah, I, I agree as well. Man City at home, um, Bournemouth not on great form. So yeah, there are whipping boys. All right, gut punts. Uh, ben, I'm going to come to you first. I already went, I already did my gut punt. Pasterson. Ah, the utterly forgettable <laughs> camp. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All right, Matt, your gut punt. Um, so I was going to go for Sol Bamba from Cardiff, um, the goal-scoring centre-back. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite big backing a centre-back, but maybe Wolves won't score the goals, and they haven't been recently, so... Well, I think it's it's for both clean sheet potential with Cardiff, but also um, just, just he, he did score a couple of weeks ago. He seems quite... A, Aggressive and they build quite like that set pieces around him. So I think he'll get a few few goals this season. And he's the big target with um, Morrison, the other centre back, injured at the moment. So yeah, fair enough. My gut punt: I'm going to go for the Chelsea Fulham game, and I'm going to go for not the only ex Chelsea um, member returning to. Um, Stanford Bridge, Clary Ranieri. There's also Andre Schurler, who has popped up with quite a few goals this season. Um, so I'm going to go for him as my gut punt because. <laughs> That's very interesting ringtone, Matt. <laughs> That's my, my, my chutney's ready. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. We better wrap up pretty quickly. All right, clean sheets. Matt, I'm going to come to you first for your first clean sheet. Um, uh, well, uh, just predict Man City again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good shout. Okay, Ben, who's your first clean sheet? Mm, I'm going to go Palace. Okay, Palace at home to Burnley. I'm going to go with... I'm not going to go with Chelsea against Fulham because we said they're going to score. I'm going to go with Huddersfield. Seem to be doing it at the moment. And yeah... I think I think they're going to keep doing that against Brighton. Okay, Matt, you're next up. Uh, yeah, I don't like many of the others. Sh- get... Surely you've got back Cardiff if you've just gone for Salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd go for his goal-scoring potential if, not, if nothing else. Uh, and I think they've got a, a fairly good chance of a clean sheet, but I, I wouldn't predict they get a clean sheet. Um, okay. I think that... Man, you really should get a clean sheet against Southampton. Is that a yes to Man U? Just, yes. Just, okay. Ben, can you see any more? Um, not really. Maybe Wolves. Okay. Yeah. Out, I... out of hope. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm doubled up on Wolves defence. I'm with you. I think that's pretty much it there. I don't <laughs> Anymore. So maybe not a great week for clean sheets. We're predicting. Um, so maybe maybe ones to change your formation to three at the back. Um, captains and transfers. Matt, what are you thinking? Um, so I'm thinking again of just waiting for the Champions League games um, rather than doing a Duncan um, and just seeing if there's any injuries pop up at the moment. I mean, Arnautovic on the flag um, will be one I need to monitor. Uh, although even if he is injured just for one game, I'd probably just let him sit on my bench for a week before he comes back in. Um, so if 
everyone stays injury free, then I'll I'll be sort of wishing I could have it after the Champions League that he he will play. Um, otherwise, I might try and save a transfer and then do two the two um, as Spurs fixtures change and um, and also if if, it, if there's a good chance to sort of move some money around to get to to fund a, a Sterling transfer. And it's a bit of a tricky one for captains this week. This game week 13, it was a tricky one because there weren't any particularly great candidates. But this week, we've got Salah at home, Hazard at home, Aguero at home. Obviously, if you have Sterling as well, he's a pretty good option against Bournemouth. Who are you thinking for captain? So, very difficult. Um, I've got a moment, uh, because Fulham have been such a bad defence. Uh, but I'm, I'm really not confident in it. Um, and I think I'm going to switch throughout the week between I've got Salah, Hazard and Aguero. I don't have Sterling. Um, I'm probably going to flip between all three of them across the week. OK, so you're not sure at the moment? Not sure. It's currently sat on Hazard, but that's um, that, that's dependent on Champions League form. OK, I think that's a good shout. Ben, what about you for captains and transfers? So, I don't really know what I'm doing this week. <laughs> so, I may just do nothing. Um, if Arnautovic is injured, I probably will just leave him on the bench for this week, like Matt said. Because the only options I was thinking about were actually Mitrovic, but I, I don't want to bring in Mitrovic against Chelsea. Um, so, I think I'll I'll leave that... If Hazard is injured, that then it becomes a little bit more interesting. I would probably try and get Sterling in for this week. But I, I doubt I can do a straight swap because Sterling price rose yesterday. I think he'll probably price rise again. Um, so And also have to wait for Champions League as well to see how much he plays there. Um, so I'm hoping Hazard is fit, honestly. Um, if everyone is fit in my team, I think I will just ride it out because I really want uh, two free transfers for for um, bringing in Spurs assets once their fixtures flip, and also this this week will give me another week to scout Spurs assets as well. So probably we'll try and ride it out and probably eat another red arrow. The other the other bad thing for me this week is I'm taking a flight on Thursday, so it's um, their games on Friday this week. So I'll probably not be able to watch. Uh, press conferences so I, I you know um, and it's a long flight I'm flying to Bali so it's like 18 hours or something so I won't be able to make transfers um, before uh, uh, after press conferences so I may just do nothing and just hope it hope it works and my my bus captain right now is um, currently on Aguero because it he normally performs better at home um, although Hazard is also tempting. I basically don't want to do what you're doing, Duncan, because it didn't work last week. So. <laughs> you're, waiting, you're waiting for my answer before you really decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, my team at the moment, having just said it's not looking good for clean sheets this week, maybe play three at the back. My bus team at the moment, only out of necessity, has five defenders. <laughs> <laughs> All my five defenders have pretty good fixtures. I've got two Wolves defenders. I've got Wan-Bissaka. I've got Alonso. I've got Robertson. Um, and on my bench, I've got two Bournemouth players, Wilson and Fraser, um, three in midfield, two up front. So, yeah, I mean, 
I don't think this is a week where I can leave five at the back. Arnautovic injury doubt is a bit of an issue. I think this might be a week where Kamarasa comes off my bench um, or maybe I play Wilson against Man City away and hope they get a penalty that he actually takes. Um, yeah, I think it would be great to move on Sterling for this week if he, if he doesn't play the Champions League game or if he comes off early, um, if there's some indication that he will play against Bournemouth. But I'm I'm slightly in the same boat as you, Ben. We've got very similar teams. I'm slightly at a loss what to do um, this week. I think what I should do is I should get rid of one of my Bournemouth players, um, not take any more silly hits um, and bring in a midfielder um, for one of them. My plan previously, which I think I'd still have money for, would be to bring in Martial and... Um, Jimenez so for this week I'd be bringing in Jimenez instead of Wilson but with Wolves not playing the same with the same kind of verve they did at the start of the season I'm slightly worried about that so yeah I'm slightly at a loss this week I'm not exactly sure I'm going to wait oh actually I've just refreshed my page and Hazard has come up as an injury doubt whereas he wasn't before so um, yeah I'm going to watch the injury situation I'm going to watch the Champions League and I'm going to decide um, on Thursday night, I think, or or early on on Friday. Um, my captain is going to be Aguero, um, unless Hazard's injury is serious and I bring in Sterling. Um, but yeah, I think Aguero at home, Bournemouth are all whipping boys and he tends to get involved at home. So yeah, that's where it's going to be. Nice one. Thank you very much, guys. Sorry if you heard any noise coming in. Um, my wife just come in came in to say that my brother has had a, a baby girl. Hey, um, congratulations. Hey, congrats. Yeah, so congratulations to Ali and Ella. Um, and I'm going to disappear off and go and give them a phone call. Um, if you don't already follow us on Twitter, follow us on Twitter at FPLFFFanatics. Um, ben is doing some great work, um, some lovely gifts, and you get to kind of keep track of our gut punts and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Um, I will speak to you soon. Say goodbye, Ben. Bye. Hope next week is better than this week. And say <laughs> goodbye, Matt. Bye. Come on, so Bamba. Yeah, bring back the, the template points. Um, all right, speak to you all next week. See you. Bye. Bye. Cheers. Bye.